Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Vinny and Haney, two opposites attracted by a paycheck. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, featured artist Friday, Coldplay, chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them, send your request, plus for text line, 410-583-1057. Bob Haney with you, Vinny's off today, Nolan McGraw, he's on the other side of the glass, we'll talk to him later on in the hour, so stay tuned for that. But joining us now to preview Baltimore and the Steelers tomorrow afternoon, 430 in the rain, Ravens underdogs in this game, minus Lamar Jackson and others here to make sense of it all. If there is anything to be made sense of from the Baltimore banners on the WGK law guest hotline, let's welcome in Jonas Schaefer. Jonas, good morning and happy new year to you. Happy new year to you too. Uh, Vinny's out for the second straight Friday. I feel like he's avoiding me. He's scared to compete. What's up with this, man? Yeah. He said, uh, screw that guy. I don't want to talk to him ever again. <laughs> But uh, on a much more serious note, of course, Dalvin Cook acquisition yesterday. Have the Ravens even made that official yet? But we're assuming it will be his role will be what here, Jonas, now that we're in January. Yeah, I think I believe it's waiting on uh, the passage of a physical, which I think is happening today. So that's probably why we'll wait till the afternoon until we get the green light. I assume that there is nothing to worry about there. Um, As for his role, you know, I guess the upside is like running back three. I don't think he's, I think he's a step below Gus Edwards. I think he's a step below Justice Hill. I mean, you look at what he has done and just the trajectory of his career. You know, one of my favorite stats for running back is rushing yards over expectation. And every single year for the past four seasons, that mark has gone down. It is now solidly in the negative. I think it's like, I checked yesterday and for 2023, it was, minus 1.1 rushing yards uh, over expectation. So basically every single carry is getting less than what the blocking and the defensive alignment sh- uh, would suggest. So uh, I am not optimistic about uh, him being a potentially transformative piece. Obviously, uh, I have to acknowledge the caveat that going from the Jets offensive line, which is a terrible run blocking group, to the Ravens offensive line, which is a much better group and has the advantage of you know, getting Lamar Jackson to distract defenders is a total 180 in terms of opportunity. But uh, just from some of the film that I watched yesterday, it's, you know, kind of matches with what I saw from last year, which was a guy who doesn't have a whole lot of ability uh, to, to make guys miss, um, you know, between tackles and doesn't have a lot of speed to pull away from guys along the perimeter like he used to. So maybe he can give you something as long as he's not a, you know, locker room cancer it's a totally fine gamble because it doesn't really have a huge amount of uh, salary cap implications. But 
uh, for me, it's not something that, you know, is is uh, top of the newspaper headline news. Sure. And when we were talking about it here on the show yesterday, Jonas Vinny and I, and people were calling in because he's a fancy name. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. He does have a track record of success, but it's been a non-entity this year. Is he really even an upgrade over Melvin Gordon III at this point, who's been with the team all season long? Yeah, that's that's the thing, fair thing to wonder about. Uh, I, I admittedly don't know how good he is in pass protection, which sure. would be a consideration. Granted, I don't think you'll be seeing a lot, a lot of Melvin Gordon high leverage third and long situations. I think that is a <laughs> Justice Hill role for sure. Uh, but, you know, there is something to be said for familiarity with Lamar. I know they are both uh, South Florida boys, but just because you have that kinship from back home doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Dalvin Cook is going to be any more comfortable taking that mesh point exchange than Melvin Gordon, who now has several months of reps with Lamar and knows just how to, you know, how far Lamar kind of wants to push it when that edge defender is crashing off the uh, crashing off the edge. So uh, maybe it's going to be, you know, like a glove in hand fit with Dalvin Cook coming in and being able to master some of the nuances of this Ravens offense. But I, I think it's a, a little bit presumptive to, to think that he'll step in and be immediately better than, than Melvin Gordon, which isn't to say that he could be ultimately, uh, but I, I just think it's a, it's a pretty big leap considering what we know about what it takes to master the, the nuances of the offense. Now, Tyler Huntley's going to get the start tomorrow, and we've been talking about it this, uh, this morning on the show. Jonas, are we watching the swan song of Tyler Huntley because Malik Cunningham comes in? They get in from New England. I mean, obviously, you know better than anybody his, his, his resume and what he's accomplished in his uh, Louisville and NFL career. But Huntley's, you know, he's going to hit free agency. Lamar's the guy. Everybody knows that. But Tyler Huntley, is this an audition perhaps tomorrow afternoon for maybe a team looking to upgrade whatever their quarterback situation is next year? Yeah, I mean, I think last year, unfortunately for Tyler, was probably a wasted opportunity in terms of proving to someone that he could get a Baker Mayfield-like deal and be a you know bottom five starting quarterback for some team. Um, you know, with, with as many injuries as there are at the position in the league, maybe there's still some hope. But hey, there's a lot of money to be made as a Chase Daniel-type reliable backup and. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Tyler can do Saturday against Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, for, for me, Bob, I think the most fascinating thing is just what does this offense look like when everything's sped up a little bit in the, in the passing game? You know, Lamar is, again, toward the bottom of the league in average time to throw, which is not a reflection of you know his processing ability as so much as it was just a reflection of he's a guy who's comfortable scrambling and breaking tackles and doing everything he needs to to extend plays. But Tyler Huntley last two years among the quickest triggers in the NFL this year, his average time to throw is 2.12 seconds, which is a quarter second faster than Tua. Who's the fastest trigger in the NFL. Again, small sample size, but it's very fascinating to see, you know, what these two quarterbacks who have similar athletic profiles, although Lamar is obviously, you know, two tiers above Tyler, but how they, are going to operate this different operate this offense uh, differently, and I think it could be really impactful for for Tyler because what he's going to need to do is get the ball out quickly before T.J. Watt or before Watt and, and Highsmith come ripping off the edges. I think that's going to be a, a huge factor tomorrow if, if Tyler Huntley is working on schedule. 
Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner, joining us here. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Talking about the Ravens host the Steelers tomorrow, 4.30, M&T Bank Stadium. Ravens have secured everything they need to do heading into the postseason. Number one seed, home field advantage. Pittsburgh needs to win and get some help. But getting back to Huntley in the offense real quick, Jonas, before we talk about Pittsburgh, what kind of weaponry is he going to be working with, and how's that offensive line going to be looking for him tomorrow? Yeah, that's going to be the what, what I'm curious to see. Um, you know, I, I didn't listen to all the interview, but it's, it sounds like Ronnie's expecting to play on Sunday. It's, it sounds like, or excuse me, on Saturday. It sounds like Tyler Linnebaum is expecting to play on Saturday, uh, which lead me to believe that Morgan Moses is playing on on Saturday. Obviously, you no know, Kevin Zeitler um, and and the guys who are starting the frontline dudes might not play more than a couple series, might not play more than a couple quarters. Um, there is obviously a, a real need to have those guys rested and ready for the, the divisional round. But um, out wide, you know, it would be shocking, frankly, if Safe Flowers plays, especially with him having that double designation. But uh, this could be a Rashad Bateman game. This could be a, a game where he gets 10 targets. Maybe he catches only two of them, but there's also a chance that maybe he catches eight of them and turns it to like 120 yards. I mean, we know his potential. We, I think we were all encouraged by what he did on Sunday against the Dolphins. So um, I think there's enough talent on this offense, especially with Likely and Kohler, you know, stepping up, stepping up the production the past couple of weeks to, you know, get a couple of touchdowns against the Steelers. And if this defense is as good as it's been with backups, uh, as we think it can be, then maybe that's all you need. Plus it's a couple of Justin Tucker field goals to, to take care of uh, Pittsburgh. Now for the Steelers, they need to win and then hope for Buffalo and Jacksonville to lose. And there's some other crazy scenarios, I guess. Is there something within that locker room, Jonas, within the one winning drive complex, just beating them, Pittsburgh, because of the rivalry and ending their season on a sour note? Is there still some motivation there? Yeah, I mean, I think you need to look no further than the Tyler Linderbaum press conference from, from yesterday, where he was asked, you know, have you considered what you're going to do to make the most of the bye week coming up? And he said, no, you know, I haven't thought about that at all. I'm focused on taking one back from Pittsburgh because they took one from us in week five. So I think there's a lot of focus on beating the Steelers. Obviously it's a different spot for the Ravens because they're not going to have Lamar Jackson. They're not going to have a bunch of guys who would normally, I I think be trying to suit up and play in a game. That's usually the magnitude of Ravens versus Steelers. But um, you know, that this is a game that uh, where the pride is still on the line, even there, even if there isn't a lot else significant on the line, John Harbaugh is clearly, not happy about the Pittsburgh's recent dominance over the Ravens. Um, obviously, the Ravens have fared better uh, big picture-wise over the past couple of years, but uh, I don't think John Harbaugh appreciates being asked every year about why the Steelers keep on winning or why Mike Tomlin has this edge over him um, in, in head-to-head matchups. So I think there's a lot on the line for the guys who are suiting up. It's just a matter of you know how comfortable, if, if you are Eric DeCosta or if you're John Harbaugh, how comfortable are you playing them for more than a quarter, two quarters, maybe three, uh, to, to get them, you know, fully fit for a divisional round? It's it's a tough situation to to consider. Uh, Twenty nineteen can only be so much of a, a, a you know a roadmap for for this year because of how that season ended up going. But um, yeah, it, it's going to be fascinating. I, I think literally anything except for a Ravens blowout could happen on Saturday. He is Jonas Schaefer, Baltimore Banner. Jonas, appreciate the time as always. Have fun out there. One winning. Are this open at the media today? No, because they play yep, tomorrow. Right? All right, there you go. Well, Jonas, appreciate it. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year one more time. 
Thank you, sir. Happy to be to you. You got it. Jonah Schaefer, everybody. Ravens taking on Pittsburgh. You want to talk about it? You can at 410-583-1057. Whip around coming up next. What happened in the world of sports last night and historically? Well, quite frankly, not a lot. We'll touch on as much as we can. And then Keith Cavanaugh. There's a guy not short of opinions. Talking about Maryland basketball, the football team. They won three straight bowl games. What's the process going to be like for Mike Loxley bringing in portal help in the offseason? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Biddy and Hades with Brought to you by Box Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. 1057 The Fan. All right, time for the whip around here on this Featured Artist Friday, which is Coldplay, chosen by you, the people. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Vinny's off today. So it's the old Bobster and Quick Draw McGraw. I gave you a nickname the other day. I forgot what it was. Notorious N-O... Oh, Notorious Nolan. Yeah. It's too many letters. Yeah. I was already confused after the first two. But anyway, we digress. Talking about what happened in the world of sports last night. We'll start a little NBA and late night action. If you're awake, good for you. I caught the first, I don't know, maybe five minutes of this one. It was Denver at Golden State. MVPs galore. Well, two of them. Jokic and... uh, Steph Curry, but in the end, the Joker had the last laugh. Jokic has it. Clock ticks, got to put one up. Jokic for the win. Oh, it's good. Jokic got it off in time. And the Nuggets win it. TNT on the call to call a Jokic. He had 34 points. Final three coming with that basically a half-court heave. And if you missed it, and if you're not familiar, Jokic is a big, doughy-looking dude from Serbia. You know, it's not like he's, you know, a sleek athlete doing sleek. He's not LeBron James, let's just say, rolling with the ball in his hands. But the inbound to him, he dribbles to a little spot and throws it off the glass. Kaboom at the buzzer, and Denver stuns Golden State. 130 to 127, and they were getting blown out. They needed a big fourth quarter to win that game. So the defending NBA champions shock Steve Kerr and his Warriors on national TV last night. Their earlier game of the evening, it was a Giannis and Tentacumpo 
the Greek freak, multiple-time MVP winner himself. 44 points, 14 boards, 7 assists as Milwaukee outlasts San Antonio 125-121. to Victor Webignana in their first matchup tried to go head-to-head. He had 27-9, five block shots, banged home, a couple of threes, even denied Giannis at the rim on one occasion, but in the end, it was Milwaukee over the Spurs. The Spurs are one of the worst teams in the NBA, but I guess the thought process is that Wemby, as he is called now, for those of us who can't enunciate and get five syllables together, that he'll gain the sort of muscle mass that Intentacumpo did when he first came into the pro ranks. Where he, he wasn't that skinny, Nolan, but he was thin enough. Hey, but Kevin Durant, it kind of still looks the same. A little more muscle to that frame. But Giannis looks like the Incredible Hulk compared to what he was when he came in about 10 years ago. And Giannis got taller, too. And people kind of forget that. Or maybe they were lying with his listed draft height. But I well, think he's he, like 6'9", 6'10". Now that he's time. like 7'2". Uh, wingspan's like 1,000 yeah. feet. But uh, Wemby, if he can gain a little more girth, same with the Holmgren in Oklahoma City, who's been one of the feel-good stories, that team and his performance. I mean, they talk about next up, you know, because the NBA sports never die. I mean, the legends have to move on because father time wins. I mean, this could be the guy that helps take the NBA to that next level in regards to faces of the league sort of thing. To be honest, I mean, he's doing better than I thought he would out the gate. I knew he was good, knew he was talented. Mm -hmm. Certainly not calling him a bust here, but, you know, I didn't expect him to acclimate as well as he has this quickly. He's been great. Well, the expectations were that he alone was going to come in and there's going to be a 30-game turnaround. For the Spurs. No, they're still challenged talent-wise. But they, the effort was there last night. In the end, though, it was Milwaukee by four. Wizards tonight at Cleveland. They're terrible. Washington, 6-27, and 3-16 on the road. If you're in an offensive slump, play the Wizards. You'll get out of it probably by the third quarter. They have the third-worst record in the NBA. Pistons and the Spurs are just a little bit more sucky than they are. And uh, if you're into gambling... And I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imaginations. I have the losses to prove it. But take Cleveland and the points of Bethy over. You're good. You're going to be good. Donovan Mitchell, if he's playing whatever, over under 32, take the over. Jared Allen, who had a monster game, just take Cleveland and whatever they're giving you, and you're going to thank me later. It's the Whip Around video at 81057 The Fan. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrato. Vinny's off today, so it's me and Nolan riding alone here on this Friday. Big Ten men's hoops last night. Michigan State blew out Penn State 92-61. Don't look now, but Michigan State's starting to get their sea legs under them a little bit there. How about Minnesota. Beat Michigan in Ann Arbor, 73-71. Maryland will be at Minnesota, 5.30 Sunday. We'll talk about that with Keith Cavanaugh coming up in a couple of minutes. Locally, it was Monmouth, 51-43 over Towson U. This day in sports history, how about 1971 at the Civic Center? The Bullets beat the Seattle uh, Supersonics. Baltimore Bullets at the time. 109-101, Gus Johnson, Hall of Famer. 24-19, and rebounds, that is. Earl Monroe, Hall of Famer, 24 points. Wes Unseld, 9 points, 21 boards, Hall of Famer. Jack Marin, 
All-star, Dookie. He had 17 for the Bullets. Lenny Wilkins, Hall of Famer, at 27 for Seattle. Let's see, 1999 baseball. Nolan Ryan, George Brett, Robin Young, all inducted into Cooperstown. And then in 93, on this date, January 5th, Reggie Jackson got into Cooperstown. And, you know, one of the drawbacks of uh, the passage of time, Nolan, is I'll be celebrating my 59th birthday on Monday as you get old and hair starts growing out of your ears and stuff. And I'm not a hairy guy. I'm Irish. Uh, you know, I have hair on my head and my eyebrows. That's about it. I'd be thankful for that. Yeah. I got one chest hair, and I think it turned gray about five years ago. But one of the advantages of being an old geezer, I saw Nolan Ryan, George Brett, Robin Yount, Reggie Jackson in person. Saw Nolan pitch for uh, Texas. I don't know if I saw him pitch for California. Saw Brett and Yount multiple times. And I saw Reggie Jackson play for every team he played for at Memorial Stadium, including the Orioles. And as I've told this story many times, I was there the night when he played for Baltimore. Doc Ellis blasted him in the face with a fastball. Billy Martin and Earl Weaver almost got into a fight. How about that? So that's the advantage being old. You see uh, cool stuff like that. And then you get older and you forget about it. It's Vinny at Haney, 1057 The Fan. Keith Cavanaugh joining us next. TerribleTimes.com. Then a fun house with quick draw news from the nest at noon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Your sports information station, 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan, featured artist Friday. It's Coldplay, chosen by you, the people. Anything you want to hear from them, send your request, Plaza Sport Text Line, 410-583-1057. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw's on the other side of the glass. We'll talk to him with his funhouse trip coming up in a few minutes. News from the Nets coming up at noon. Buy or sell. Where's our weekend money? We'll count it hopefully at 12.15. And then Jared Dubin from CBSSports.com will preview the final weekend of the NFL regular season 2023 now into the calendar year of 24. But joining us now as he does every Friday, talk about what's happening in College Park, mainly men's basketball and football. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's your friend and ours, Keith Cavanaugh. Keith, what's happening? Well, let's start with the good news in men's basketball. As we previewed last week, it was great that um, Kevin Willard finally got his first commitment, Malachi Palmer, who we broke down last week. The good thing about him, Bob, is he's a um, – <clears throat> He's a power guard slasher finisher, okay? And he's a guy who can create off the bounce. As we've seen with this present team, they don't have a lot of guys who can create off the bounce. 
So Palmer at 6'5", about 200. Imagine like a Keith Booth type build. You can play the one, the two, the three. And also former AAU teammate with Derek Queen, who's expected to announce this month between Maryland and Indiana. So Malachi Palmer, the four-star guard out of Pennsylvania, now at Mount Zion Prep in Atlanta, Maryland. That's a nice addition. You know, power finisher, you know, he's not a guy who's going to knock down threes. Yes, Maryland needs three-point shooters, but he can get to the cup and he can finish and he can create. And boy, do the Terps need creators. Now, wasn't Deshaun Harris-Smith kind of supposed to be that guy too, though? You know, he's more of an off-guard right now. Well, I don't even know what he's playing right now. (laughs) You forget he's on the floor. There's no – well, he is giving good effort at the defensive end, same with Kaiser. But otherwise, the freshman class so far has been pretty much a bust. Uh, They look lost. They look like they've lost confidence. None of them really have an identifiable game. Now, it was great Kaiser hit two threes in the last game. But Deshaun Harris-Smith looks totally out of sorts. He's almost like a small forward out there. His, you know, obviously he's clanking shots. Uh, He just needs to somehow try to get to the cup and finish because he is a power guard. But, you know, look at the portals. Matty Tiore missing in action for the most part. Um, Chan Stevens, of course, is still injured. Um, Geronimo, whatever reason, I don't know why he keeps clanking three balls. He's one for 438, <laughs> I think, so far. He's got to get down the blocks more. Dante Scott's get down the blocks more because Julian Reese in the last two, two of the most you know prominent elite games of the year, UCLA and Purdue, zero field goals, as we all know. One point combined in those two games, a total donut in the middle. Caleb Swan Rogers. Not le- not this level of player. Braden Pierce, not this level of player. Tiore, incomplete. We don't know. He's years away. Just doesn't have any instincts. So, you know, you can't shoot it from the outside. You're getting nothing inside. <clears throat> five assists last game. Five three-pointers made in 22 attempts. Um, and you don't have people who can create off the bounce. So you're left with a one-man team in Jameer Young. <laughs> For the most part, it's not going to get any easier. Minnesota knocked off Michigan last yeah. night at Michigan. You got Dawson Garcia, 6'11". Seems anytime Julian goes up against legit big, he's having problems. He's just disappearing. Very well-balanced Minnesota team, Bob. All star- all five starters scored in double figures last night. I think they're fifth in the country, averaging a little over 20 assists per game. So this team and roster is flawed right now. We're not seeing any improvement or change. Uh, just can't hit shots, and you know you're scratching your head because it was a ranked, heralded recruit class. I'd like to see Lamoth get more action. I mean, he's active. Sure. He he defends. He hustles. He scraps around. You know, he's not a brilliant three point shooter, but see, good things seem to happen. Though it's it's a very small sample size so far. So it's not going to get any easier. <clears throat> very uh, discouraging right now the way things have gone. They're going to have to go. I mean, unfortunately, Bob, the reality is they're going to have to run some guys and bring in hopefully Derek Queen um, and probably two, at least two portal bigs, but they're going to have to tell some guys, sorry, you're just not capable at this level. Adios. Hey, Keith, you and I go back to when, you know, uh, Coalfield House was packed and uh, even yeah. last year, Xfinity Center, when they played Purdue, there was, what, 15,000, 16,000 
I mean, the fans yeah. seem to be not showing up for whatever reason. Is that becoming an, an issue within the program itself? I know Willard even addressed it a little bit. I mean, what needs? I mean, winning cures all ills. I mean, Cannon Yards was empty for years because the Orioles sucked. But uh, what's going on there with the attendance <laughs> and the? It, it seems as though and look. We're diehard Maryland guys. We go back to Brad Davis, John Lucas, et cetera, et cetera. But the buzz. Oh, you go back to Gene Shue. Gene Shue. Yeah, he lent me a shoe one day. But, <laughs> I mean, the buzz just doesn't seem to be there for some reason. Well, they sold 14000 for that game against Purdue, against number one. Um, highly disappointing, given it was – winter break for the kids so it didn't go as well and the seven o'clock games never go very well i.e late arriving crowds but um with each year we've seen a diminution in attendance football and basketball and i never thought it would get to this extent when you're playing number one purdue and um looking at the way things go right now i mean where are they going to get a marquee quad one win from here on out. I mean, Illinois now is down Terrence Sharon, their number one players so that diminishes anything that that's if to say they even get something going here. Um, so right now the tournament is looking very slim pickings uh, until they can somehow find a way they've got to probably start pressing and running, getting more offense off the defense. They've got to start probably running some more set plays, um, screens, pick and rolls, whatever, because right now they struggle so badly in the half court that they've got to open it up more um, and get up and down the court to try to generate some kind of offense. Keith Cavanaugh, TerribleTimes.com. Joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. All right, let's get to football. Blowout Auburn. Yeah. First half was a demolition down in Nashville for sure. Cam Edge, Billy Edwards Jr., what questions were answered, if any, with those two? Last week. Well, the good news is they ended with a resounding win, eight and four, three bowls in a row. Always good to head into recruiting, be it portal or the spring signing period, um, and overall morale in the program. And the good news is those two quarterbacks combined for a victory, and Billy Edwards got MVP of game MVP. Bob, the bad news is we oh, still man. don't have a quarterback for next year. <laughs> and why is that? If you could combine Cam Edge and Billy Edwards together, you would have a quarterback. But Billy Edwards, who knows the system best, he can run the RPO the best, can throw it for a lick. What did he go over his final 11 passes? Yeah, the six other day? for 20, yeah. Yeah. Now, Cam Edge has got a cannon for an arm, but he is not good with pocket boys yet, picking up blitzes, when to know when to run it and tuck it, feel, pocket feel. Now, obviously, he's just a, um, a redshirt freshman. So that will come in time. So that, thus, MJ Morris does have a very, very legitimate chance of winning the job. Too bad you can't combine Edwards and Edge because they showed a lot, but they didn't show a complete picture to say, hey, I'm the starter. But what I like, Bob, you know, obviously beating up on an SEC team like that, though Peyton Thorne still looks awful, just like he did at Michigan State. Uh, they were a very unprepared team. Locks out, coached them. And, Bob, we saw youngins, not second-team guys, but third-team guys. Perry Fisher, he looked like Pat Fisher out there, Bob, in the secondary. <laughs> oh, boy. Way back in the Redskins yeah, yeah. time machine. Number 37. So you, 
you had corners and linebackers in that game playing with far better technique and discipline than Maryland starters all this season. If you think about how clean that game was until late when Tajay Johnson had a stupid uh, personal foul. Um, <clears throat> so you really liked how they finished. Obviously, the run game did not get going. Still have issues on the O-line. Still need one more O-lineman, an edge player, and probably another tight end in the portal this uh, winter and spring. Um, but to go down there, and there's some 50,000 50, fans there overall, you know, it was about 65 70% Auburn. But Maryland was pretty well represented to go out on a note like that uh, and to see some of these youngins step right up in the void, particularly on defense and playing with confidence and swagger and not all the dumb penalties and a lot of miscues. So good way to finish. But the quarterback question, Bob, unfortunately, continues. Keith Cavanaugh, com. Keith, as always, appreciate your time on Fridays. Happy New Year to you and the family. And we'll talk to you next week. You too, my friend. Thanks, Bob. You got it. Keith Cavanaugh, everybody. It's video at Haney 1057. The fan will come back. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. We got news from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Count that weekend cash. Hopefully, 1215 by yourself. And then Jared Dubin, NFL, CBSSports.com. It's the final weekend of the NFL season, which starts tomorrow, 430. Ravens and Steelers beating the Steelers, eliminating them. I don't care what anybody says. That would make for a good weekend for the old Bobster. At the stadium, Vinny schmoozes in luxury suites. From the left, dear, one serves from the left. Whatever's gotten into you, Campania? Haney, post up in the bleachers. You're all garbage! All of you! The only place to catch Vinny and Haney together is on 1057 The Fan. Featured Artist Friday, it's Coldplay. Chosen by you, the people. Two more hours to go of this excitement. Anything you want to hear from them, send your song request to Nolan McGraw. Plaza Sport Tax Line at 410-583-1057. You want to join us, you can. Same number. That's the WGK Law phone lines. Beating the Steelers, even though the Ravens have air quotes, nothing to play for. Knocking Pittsburgh out of the postseason, I think. Would be enjoyable out there at the Castle as they call it. Also, some interesting matchups rivalry-wise. Like, Tennessee doesn't have anything to play for. You don't think Vrabel wants to beat Jacksonville and make their life miserable? How about the Bears making Green Bay's life an unacceptable one on Sunday afternoon? Washington hosting Dallas. So, these rivalry games, Nolan, I don't know how you feel about this. I think there's always an extra oomph to it. Because Baltimore-Pittsburgh, no matter the records, whether Pittsburgh's better than the Ravens or vice versa, the games are always close. They're always physical. Right, and that's what the NFL wants. They schedule Week 18 or Week 17 in the past. They've been doing this for years. They want these division matchups in case division races are on the line. Now, kind of in a weird year this year where there's really only two games that are really coming down to a head-to-head wire, Colts-Texans. And Dolphins Bills. Sure. Other than that, sure, other teams are playing for things, but the team they're playing isn't necessarily in it. So we got a little unlucky with the schedule this year, but on an average year, typically you're in for a thrilling finish. Yeah, and for Washington in particular, this could be the swan song for old Ron Rivera there. Mm-hmm. Lots of other coaches too. Sunday afternoon and beating Dallas, that would be something that he could uh 
maybe brag about down the road, depending on what his next phase of his uh, coaching career will be. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. You just heard from Nolan. So, Nolan, before we get to the fun house, uh, how was your uh, Thursday night there, man? Did you go to the company party? I did not. Uh, I had forgot until you informed me late yesterday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Holiday party yeah. on the... I'm surprised we even got invited, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, you know. But I guess we were. But we did not post and, you know, had things to do. And Nolan's a, a busy, happening dude. So, you know, can't can't just drop things. I know it's been scheduled for about four months. But <laughs> you you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Got appearances to keep up here. <laughs> More right. flannels to buy. <laughs> So uh, we're heading into the second week of January. Uh, tons of things to get into. How about we take a trip to the Funhouse before we get to 12 here? Quick Draws Funhouse. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 105.7 The Fan. Start with this one here. Texter says... Uh, I'd love to know what Q is thinking about the Dalvin Cook signing. If I remember correctly, he was pretty hyped up about it when the Jets signed him. I'm sure now Cook is uh, just washed up and a has-been now that Baltimore has him. I'm going to uh, paraphrase Q. Right now, Q's probably saying he's hot garbage. Right. Talking about Dalvin Cook. Never wanted him. No. (laughs) A-Rod... who is his uh, golden boy there, Aaron Rodgers, referring to. But when Dalvin Cook went to the Jets, everybody thought this was a monumental acquisition. Again, we talked about it, Nolan, earlier in the show. I don't think they expected uh, Brees Hall to bounce back the way that he did from that knee injury. And Brees Hall is an absolute stud on the football field. Right. I did not see that coming at all. I mean, look, Ravens fans know firsthand J.K. Dobbins. Sure. You know, coming back from all the running back injuries they've had over the past couple of years. Those guys, it takes them a while to get back to 100%. Brees Hall, he didn't even have any downtime this year. There was no need for a cleanup surgery. He was hot out the gate. Very, uh, very fortunate. Yeah. Just uh, terrible that the Jets weren't good. Yeah, and reading ESPN.com, I believe Jameson wrote it, Jameson Hensley, where Cook had 50% of the offensive snaps in week one, which declined pretty much every In, week yeah, instantly, to, to yeah. the point where he was demanding a trade at the trade deadline in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about this one here? Texter says, uh, this is Mike, formerly from Reisterstown, says he had to move to Western Pennsylvania with the family. He's all in. Take out the Steelers tomorrow. He's got to deal with it in his everyday life with the Steelers fans. Says that way I get to hear them complain all winter. Yeah, I don't know why a Baltimore fan pumping that old bay and uh, natty bow, use cliches, through your blood, wouldn't want Pittsburgh to go home for the playoffs. And I know Tony and Tony Rosedale respect you greatly, of course, but you know, I want the I want the easier road. No. See you, Steelers. Just watching Steelers fans whine and complain. That'd be great. Right, and the With our I, second yeah. stringers, too. Bye-bye. Last I checked, the Ravens have the bye. So the Steelers would have to win a game to get to play the Ravens. The chances of Baltimore and Pittsburgh playing in the playoffs are about the same as me getting hit by an anvil walking out of the building today. And how about one more here from Chris who says, I think Matabike is going to command the contract extension from Baltimore, which means Queen will be a casualty. Uh, As far as the fifth-year option, Owe may be a necessity 
uh, if a deal can't be made with Clowney and Ajabo isn't healthy. And the thing, well, Jabo, very big concern, but is always production enough to make him a necessity? And is Clowney, is this an outlier season for him? Has he found a home? He's only 30. I mean, has he found a home in Baltimore? I'm not saying he hasn't. I don't think Kyle Van Noy's got a lot left in regards to longevity in the NFL, who's been also, also has been a great player. But I think Matabike gets tagged. You're it. Then you work with... Queen, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it was Spot Track, or however you pronounce it. Spot Rack. Everyone has a different pronunciation, but they do the projected salaries, do a pretty good job with that based on past, you know, at the position. Uh, You look at Matt Abike's average annual value they're projecting, it's it's steep. Wow. It's steep. Oh, well. We'll figure it out. Eric DaCosta, Steve Bishotti. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Vinny's off today. Bob Haney with you. News from the Nets coming up next. Going to hear from Patrick Queen, Tyler Lindenbaum, John Harbaugh, Rashad Bateman. Here's another guy. You know, what's his future in uh, Charm City beyond the next couple of years? Well, I mean, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about the immediate, and that's the Steelers and the playoffs. We're going to talk about that by ourselves. Where's our money? Forget about Justin Matter, BK, and Patrick Queen. Where's our cash? Are we counting that? We'll find out during Buy or Sell that Jared Dubin, CBSSports.com. Talk about the National Football League's final regular season weekend and which coaching vacancies are going to be the most desired in the offseason. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 